We're kicking off the show, though, with our good friend, Mark Reddick, who is the host and program director of Landline uh, uh, Landline Now. You can check out landlinemedia.com. Uh, we always like to talk about trucking and uh, say hello to the truckers that are out there on the road right now. And if you want to jump in, 312-981-7200. We would love to hear from you. Thank you for doing what you're doing. And uh, we always talk about uh, trucking with Mark. And uh, let's get him on. Hello, Mark. How you doing, Nick? I'm all right. How are you? Very well, sir. Very well. Good, good, good. Tell everyone about Landline Now. Uh, we're a one-hour nightly news show on Sirius XM Satellite Radio. They have an entire channel dedicated to truckers, and we're kind of the evening news on there. All right, there you go. And uh, and uh, you, you've been uh, you know you've been uh, talking about and been around the trucking business for many, many, many years. You never drove a truck, but you were par- part of the business for many years. 17 years I've been at this, uh, first at Landline Magazine, and then in 2005, I moved over to the show when we started the show, and I've been doing that ever since, and I've had some connections before that. In fact, uh, my father ran a truck tire center. Uh, it was first on South Hoyne Avenue in Chicago, and then later on up in uh, Bensonville by the airport. Oh, there you go. So it's been part of you. It's been, it's, it's been in your blood, basically, then, Mark. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very cool. Very, very, very cool. So let's first of all, let's get a report on on uh, what's the vibe that you're getting from the from the truckers uh, out on the on the road now. Uh, you know, we've been dealing with this pandemic, and uh, they've been they've had to do their job uh, through through all those t- through all the weird times. So what's the vibe out on the road? Well, they're a little bit shaky still because of the rates, and uh, that's I mean that's really everything to these guys because it's their pay. And uh, what they're being paid for hauling freight is just very slowly coming back from the beginning of this. And it's very uneven depending on uh, what type of freight you haul. We were very lucky in the fact that produce season uh, started up as the pandemic started up. And that kind of gave a little boost to rates because uh, fresh vegetables have got to get out of the field and to the markets fast. So. That helped out a little bit, um, but uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens here over the next week or two. We know that the big uh, unemployment checks are going to come to an end, which is going to affect consumer demand. And, of course, you know, everything moving on those trucks is ultimately affected in some way by consumer demand. So we'll just have to see what happens next. I don't think anybody really knows. Yeah. Yeah, um, and uh, you, you see, you've been reporting on, on on what's going on here on your show. Very much so. Yeah, we we try and keep a very good track on it. Especially, uh, we have a uh, update every week with some experts uh, in the field as far as the rates and how much freight there is and where it's moving and where it's not. And uh, so we're keeping really close track of it. For for someone who might not know what rates are, could you explain that? Uh, truckers uh, typically are paid by the mile, and a lot of truckers are running their own business. And so uh, basically it is how much you're paid for moving the freight, and it can vary greatly depending on the distance, the type of freight. Uh, it, some loads are more difficult to move than others and might pay a little bit more, and also just basically what the demand is. If you got a lot of stuff, in one place that's got to move across the country, but there aren't a lot of trucks there, you're more likely to see higher rates. And even um, with the uh, the folks who work for one of the large motor carriers, ultimately they're going to be affected 
by what that motor carrier is paid for freight. So it's it's a, it's a very odd thing. Truckers are one of those rare types of workers. They can work 20 to 40 hours a week during which they're not paid because they're only paid when that truck is moving. Mm. Wow, that seems that seems a little strange, doesn't it? It is when they uh, when they wrote the laws on the Fair Labor Standards Act, the law that guides things like overtime pay. They exempted truck drivers from those rules, and it's been that way ever since. And I've always wondered what the reasoning was, because honestly, what what would be different about them from any other kind of worker? Um, and as a result, they work some pretty incredible hours. So. Yeah. Wow. And there's there's just kind of no you, you can't go back and find out a reason why this has happened. Um, as I understand it, at the time, um, a lot of the trucking companies, a lot of the companies that were shipping goods didn't think it was practical. And it was a compromise in writing the Fair Labor Standards Act. One of the reasons you'll hear a lot about the hours of service, the federal rules that guide how many hours a trucker can go in a day and these days they talk about it always as a safety regulation originally it was put in as an alternative to overtime to limit how tr- much time truckers could be worked each day oh i see so it's kind of since the 1930s it's kind of morphed into being treated as a safety regulation oh i see i see okay mark hang on okay Sure. All right. Mark Redding is with us. If you're out on the road, first of all, thank you. We love to check in with the tr- with the truckers, especially when Mark is here. And if you're out there driving around and you want to uh, jump in here and tell us what's what's going on on the road uh, as a truck driver, and we're going to talk more about uh, Landline now and with Mark Redding and other uh, trucking-related stories. 312-981-7200. Someone new to talk to Oh yeah, alright I'm feeling kind of lonely too If you don't mind right. Hello, Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN Live in the Skyline studio We're here until 4 o'clock We're going into a Monday morning So that means my dad's going to call in and tell a joke Because it's a jokey, jokey, jokey time We like to start off your work week with a laugh We're going to play back some classic Johnny Carson uh, which we do every morning at 2.30. We're going to talk about uh, tomorrow is ugly truck day, evidently. So we're going to talk about some of the ugliest cars you've ever had. Um, uh, embarrassing work stories as well. And, of course, crop circles. Ooh, mystery. 312-981-7200 is the phone number. Right now my guest is Mark Reddick. He joins us uh, usually, what, about once a month? Uh, he is the host and program director of Landline Now. Uh, you can check out landlinemedia.com, and he talks everything trucking. And uh, we've got some trucking stories, and if you're out there driving and you want to jump in, 312-981-7200, and thanks for what you do, 312-981-7200. Um, Mark, let's talk a little bit about some of these tr- uh, stories that are uh, that are around that you you, sure. you guys have been covering in Landline. Um, you can check out landline.media, and... Um, there's a piece here that's in front of me that's uh, 15 states and D.C. pledge 100% zero emission trucks by 2050. Let's talk about that story. I think it's nice to have dreams. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
this is a noble goal, and I hope they can do it. But thus far, um, the people that are really promoting electric trucks, I think they work great on the local level. They work great for delivery trucks, for box trucks that are short haul in a in a limited land area. Yeah. But for the long haul over the road, um, you know, uh, the longest distances I've seen don't match up to how far a truck can get on, uh, uh, you know, fully fueled up with diesel. And that's what they've got to do is, is they've got to make it also the prices have got to come down on these trucks for these to be practical. They cost significantly more. And as it is, the price of new trucks has just skyrocketed um, in the last few years, uh, which has put it out of the range of a lot of trucking operations. A lot of folks are depending on used trucks now. So uh, you do have the very, very big fleets that filter through trucks every uh, it depends on the fleet, three to five years. Um, but I don't even know if they'll go for them because they typically go for the least expensive trucks they can get because they're buying so many. So this is a neat idea. And as I said, I hope they're able to make it happen. But uh, uh, the other thing about trucks is they last a long time. They're intended to. Um, you'll hear a lot of truckers talk about getting their engine over a million miles before they have to uh, uh, basically rebuild the engine, and then they will rebuild the engine and keep running that truck. Um, so uh, this is going to be a very gradual transition, assuming that they're able to make it happen. Um, I think this is a very, as I said, a very noble goal. I'm a little quizzical as far as the practicality. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see. Okay. Well, how, uh, do you know approximately how many like electric trucks are out there right now on the road? Um, it's pretty limited, and uh, it's you know a lot of the companies that said they were going to come out with them haven't even come out with them yet. So, I think most of what you're looking at are probably local delivery. Um, I think there are some at a few of the ports, but it's a very very small number. Um, a lot of the major electric truck makers haven't even fully come out with their models yet for sale. So um, they they may have jumped the gun a bit on this one, but who knows? I mean, technology is moving so fast these days. Yeah. Um, if you look at what a telephone was when you and I were were young people, and I'm I'm assuming I think you're about the same age range that I am. Mm -hmm. I, I could be wrong on that, I'm, but when I'm we were young, I'm, I'm 55. So. Okay, we're in the same range. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you look at what a phone could do when we were young, and then you look at the the rather significantly powered computer we have in our pockets now. Yeah. I, I mean, Star Trek did not predict that thing. That's <laughs> like a communicator and a tricorder. And that, that is like the everything device. Yeah. And, and it, um, we've talked about this before. Speaking of phones and the Internet and things like that, that's crucial for truckers, correct? Absolutely. Uh, these days, if you're looking for loads, you're probably on the Internet uh, before you do anything else. Um, and uh, let's face it, GPS is rapidly replacing what few actual paper maps are out there. Most people are running on GPS. Uh, and, of course, uh, truckers have to be very, very attentive to the weather. And where are you going to find out about weather when you're going across the country is probably either going to be the radio or it's going to be that phone looking at a weather app. So 
more and more these things are filling so many functions that are important to truckers, they really adopted smartphones very, very quickly. Yeah, that uh, makes sense. And the the weather thing that you mentioned last week, we were talking about tornadoes, and um, uh, you know, if there's severe weather out there, how do the truckers deal with that? I mean, they can't stop. Well, it, it depends. I mean, if you think about, you know, the nice thing about living in the Midwest is tornadoes are very, very tiny as opposed to hurricanes that are several hundred miles wide. So it's pretty easy to dodge them. Mm-hmm. Um, but if there is one on your path, you may have to stop. You may have to pull in and uh, hope that you're at a uh, facility that has some kind of tornado shelter. Uh, it's interesting that... Um, you know, I lived a, a good chunk of my life in the state of Kansas, and along the Kansas Turnpike, every one of the rest stops has an underground tornado shelter. Um, and I think a lot of people don't know that, but it's a good thing to know if you're out there because, of course, that is a classic place that you might run into a tornado during that season. Sure, sure. Um, we have had cases um, where truckers have been swept off the road by tornadoes. Um you probably remember years ago uh, the Greensburg tornado, the little town in Kansas that was just wiped clean off the map. Mm. And uh, we actually talked to a married couple who were in their truck, and it was picked up by that tornado while they were in it, carried across Highway 54, and sat down again. Mm. That's terrifying. And you can imagine that they uh, they were displeased with this. Um but uh, also in Joplin, uh, when the Joplin tornado happened, of course, that was a, a horrific disaster. Joplin is a major trucking crossroads. You've got two interstates going through there, and one of them goes down to the world headquarters of Walmart. So there's a lot of freight moving through there and a lot of trucking companies based there. And several of the truck stops were directly in the path of the Joplin tornado. And... Uh, uh, you know, you may end up losing your truck. Jeez. Um, well, the people that get through those without losing a truck are just very lucky. Three one two nine eight one seven two hundred. If you're out on the road and you're uh, driving uh, and you're a trucker, if you have any stories about uh, some of the inclement weather that you've dealt with while you've been on the road, three one two nine eight one seven two hundred. In particular, if you want to jump into that uh what's the what else is this you know we're talking about the uh, the pledge for 100 percent zero emissions by 2050 what else does the plan uh call for well they aren't completely into specifics yet but they are looking i mean and one of the big things is creating the infrastructure um if you're going to have electric trucks you've got to have a place for an electric truck to recharge right but this is again where reality kind of interferes truckers when they stop for fuel, they're in there. They get that diesel in there as fast as they can. They're using high-speed pumps. They go in, they pay, and they are back on the road again. Electric charging doesn't work that way. And so there's been a lot of talk. I remember it was either a company called Nikola or Tesla. Ironic, it would be one of those two. But they were talking about the concept of what they called hot-swapping battery packs that you literally would just have all the batteries pulled out of your truck and they'd give you a new highly charged set of batteries, slip them in there and get you back on the road. But that requires even more intense infrastructure um, because you've got to have some way of doing that. And these are not small battery packs. Yeah. So they've got a lot of things to work out, but they are trying to get 
the infrastructure going. Um, this is obviously going to have to involve power companies because that's an enormous amount of power that uh, has to be brought into those truck stops. Uh, I know there's an attempt to create a an electric corridor up and down I-5, Interstate 5 along the West Coast. And, um, you know, you've got to work with a lot of private corporations that own fueling stops and truck stops. Um, there's just a lot that has to be built. But think if we were starting from scratch with diesel or gasoline, and you had to build every gas station and truck stop in the country all over again. Yeah. That's kind of where we're at. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, listen, Mark, hold on, okay? Sure. All right. Mark Redding is with us. Uh, he is uh, the host and program director of Landline Now, landlinemedia.com. His website, we got a lot more trucking stories to talk about. And if you're out there on the road and you want to jump in with anything trucking related, we would love to hear from you at 312-981-7200. That's 312-981-7200. Mark, uh, more with Mark uh, coming up. Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN. We're live in the Skyline studio here until uh, 4 o'clock. And uh, it will be Monday, so that means my dad's going to call in and tell a joke because it's a jokey, jokey time. We're going to talk about crop circles. We're going to talk about ugly cars and uh, some embarrassing work stories. 312-981-7200 is the phone number if you would like to join us. We're talking with uh, Mark Reddick. Uh, He joins us once a month. He's the host and program director of Landline Not Now. And you can check out landline.media, landline.media for uh, all the information. And if you're out there uh, driving a truck and you want to jump in with any uh, trucking-related comments or questions, 312-981-7200. All right, Mark. So um, let's talk a little bit about this uh, Tesla on autopilot uh, crashes into uh, an Arizona DPS vehicle. Oh, man, I love Elon Musk. I really believe in what he's doing. But his cars have been the worst publicity for automated vehicles. Yeah. Um, this this is not a new thing. There's been a number of times that Teslas on some type of autopilot have just run into stuff. Uh, so uh, this one in particular, um, uh, as I recall, I don't think anyone... Uh, was injured badly. Uh, I don't think anyone was killed, but the Tesla rear-ended a state trooper vehicle that then ran into an ambulance. Jeez. That's got to be the trifecta. Yeah. And Jeez. I guess they're uh, considering DUI charges against the driver of the Tesla. Um, I don't even know what that is. It's not the Quinella. It's not the trifecta. It's way up there. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Um, and... This is the kind of danger of this belief, absolute belief in technology just solving everything. It just doesn't. Um, And I think we're a lot farther away from truly driverless vehicles than a lot of the tech people are putting on. And and this is certainly an example of why I think that. Uh, It's just, uh, it's sad, and 
uh, we just have to hope that we don't see uh, uh, anything truly serious come out of this. But um, I've I've heard of people, I, heard, I should say heard from people, actually heard from people that have just uh, one person that put a Tesla on an autopilot and then sat back and took a nap. Oh, God. And, uh, yeah, certain members of his family were giving him what for for that, as they well should have. But people just think it says autopilot, and that's not really what it is. Um, You still have to be attentive. It's not foolproof. Um, So this, this is kind of a sad thing, but... Nick, one of the things that drives me crazy is that uh, we have these cars, the automated cars, the driverless cars, that are doing things like this. And we did have a very tragic accident involving one in uh, Arizona, I believe it was, where a woman was walking across the road with her bicycle, and the driverless car just popped right into her, and it killed her. Oh, man. And... You know, a lot of the automated car people think that where we ought to start is with with big trucks. If we're not able to basically make a, you know, smart car or a Fiat do this without running into something or someone, God forbid, I'm not sure how I feel about having an 80,000-pound freight-carrying vehicle go around without a driver. I totally, I, I just can't see it. I just can't see it, Mark. Um, but boy, they, they are just certain it's going to happen. And if you listen to them talk about it, they seem to think that every interstate is is flat and straight. And I don't know where they've been driving, but it's sure not like any place I've driven. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's it's a very naive point of view of what, what trucks do. And, and actually, most truck miles are traveled on two-lane roads. Mm. So... Um, there's a real rush uh, toward this automated technology and a real belief that it's it's just going to solve all of our problems. And I, I love technology. I'm always trying to get the latest stuff. But this is one where I think I'm going to wait a long time until they've got all the problems shaped out. Absolutely. Absolutely. What do what what the, the truckers think of this? Um. Most of them, there's a few that are interested, but most of them are very, very wary if they see one of those near them. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, there was a 60 Minutes report, and they had a panel of four truckers, and you could tell from the part that ran on the program that these truckers were very skeptical. We talked with some of them afterwards, and they were more than very skeptical. Um, they... Uh, but, of course, these are the people that know more than anyone what it takes to properly and safely drive one of these rigs down the road. Right, right. And um, they are not satisfied that the real safety requirements have been met yet. Yeah. Okay. So I'm hoping that that kicks in at some point with the regulators and with the companies. Uh, and they they kind of put the brakes on a little bit and take some more time to make sure this stuff works. Yeah. Um, it's it's one thing, like I said, when it's a little tiny two-door car, it's another thing entirely when it's a behemoth that yeah. weighs more than a Sherman tank. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Let me ask you this. Uh, is there any overall benefit to having a hybrid automated trucker situation? Well, it depends on who you ask. My personal opinion is, again, even with the partly automated 
And I'll give you an example is the uh, automatic emergency braking systems. And they want, there's a move afoot in Congress. It hasn't gained a lot of support yet to require those systems in trucks. I talked with a, a guy who is a, a long, long time trucker, 30 years, a safe driver, has not caused an accident. And he went actually into the Chicago area uh, up on the expressways. And, of course, as you know, when you're on the expressways and if you're not moving right there, people are cutting in front of you all the time. Well, every time someone cut in front of him, that automatic system would jam the brakes. So it was jam, 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 just constantly. And he had to turn the system off because he just could not drive the truck with it hitting the brakes every couple of seconds. Right. Um, the other thing about these systems is they don't stop for stationary objects. And that's part they think, and again, this has not been fully investigated, but part of what some of the experts think may have happened in the case in Arizona is the woman came across as a stationary object to the system, mm. and it didn't stop. And the reason they do that is you don't want your car jamming on the brakes every time you pass a speed limit sign, and it detects the speed limit sign or any other stationary object along the road. Mm. The problem is, if, if there is a stationary object of the road, you probably don't want to hit it. Right. Um, so there's, there's a lot of work to be done on these yet. Yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, but there are people that are absolutely sold on this technology. There, there are uh, people not only in the private industry that produces them, but also in government that are absolute believers in that. And uh, I'll tell you, uh, for me personal opinion faith belongs in church not in transportation safety law that makes sense to me, sense <laughs> to me. uh and we'll keep uh, we'll keep an eye on what's going on here um uh with with this situation uh mark how about this a man builds a solar-powered truck and travels across the country i am interested in this um and i've been looking into it but <clears throat> the information so far <clears throat> excuse me has been a little sketchy. Um, if you look at a lot of his videos, he talks about sitting at the truck stop all day, absorbing power, and then using it at night, um, which I think for an experiment is interesting, but as a practical matter is, is not a method you might be able to use to move freight, because when you got to move, you got to move. Right, right. Um, that said, I had no idea... I mean, he's not actually driving a full-size semi, a tractor trailer, uh, you know, full-size tractor pulling a, a 53-foot trailer. Right. He's in a small box truck, but nonetheless, it is a box truck. But he is generating more power than you need to run a house. Wow. That's pretty incredible. Wow. Um, and it, uh, I don't know how much weight he has on that box truck, if it's... Uh, anywhere near the carrying capacity of that in terms of weight. But it's impressive that he's able to do it all what he's doing. I I love renewable power. Um, if, if I could switch my house over, if I had the money to do that, I'd be on that like stink on a monkey. But <laughs> uh, I, I honestly, uh, uh, that's just not something in my budget. I hope it is someday. If he can pull this off, this could point the way to a whole new paradigm. But again, this is this is in its infancy, but I think it takes someone like this. Um, there's a gentleman years ago 
who uh, uh, started working in truck aerodynamics, and he was trying to make the perfect aerodynamic truck. Bob Sly was the guy's name, Mm -hmm. and he keeps doing these truck builds. And the last one uh, he did looked like a freight-carrying monorail car. I mean, it was slick-looking. Yeah. Uh, He cooperated with Shell Oil on developing it, and he really was able to do amazing things in terms of fuel savings with that truck. It takes the one crazy guy who's willing to dedicate his life to trying to make something like this work to get the ball rolling. Yeah, okay. All right, Mark, hang on. Yeah. All right, Mark Reddick is with us. Uh, more trucker talk, and we have as when when Mark is on, we like to tell uh, some trucker jokes. So we got a couple of trucker jokes coming up. Right now, though, it is time for Walter Jacobson's perspective, and it's sponsored by HearingHealthCenter dot com. There's a lot of talk in Chicago about things not being like they used to be. Taste of Chicago, Lollapalooza, the Air and Water Show, they're all gone, which is a big change. And now on the way is an even bigger one, a huge change in power politics in Chicago from white power, not to black power or Latino power, but to black and Latino power together. In the ongoing war against police, blacks and Latinos are on the front lines soldiering together. And now they're behind the lines in private meetings, teaming up and maneuvering together to take over politics. That's not happened before in Chicago. Blacks and Latinos are forced together in politics. The city population is 33% white, 29% black, 30% Latino. That's a 4% white majority over blacks and Latinos by themselves. But together, blacks and Latinos are a 26% majority over whites. 26% is a huge advantage in any election, anywhere, but especially in Chicago, where voters are so motivated by race and ethnicity. In maneuvering together before an election, committing to share the spoils of a victory, then together getting their people to the polls, blacks and Latinos can win themselves a bonanza. The white power establishment And Chicago's mainstream media will say, oh, that's too hard to do, that it's a fantasy. But it's about to be much easier to do, so it's not a fantasy. It's for real. Watch it. I'm Walter Jacobson, and that's my perspective. For more, visit WTNRadio.com or download the WTN Radio app. Hey, it's Nick DiGilio on 720 WGN, live in the Skyline studio here until 4. Uh, it'll be a Monday morning. That means my dad's going to call in and tell a joke because it's a jokey-jokey time. We've got some classic Johnny Carson that we're going to play back. Crop circles are mysterious. It's ugly truck day tomorrow, so we're going to talk about the ugliest cars that you ever had and embarrassing work stories. 312-981-7200 is the number. My guest right now is Mark Reddig. He is the host and program director of Landline Now, landline.media. Is the uh, is the website? We talk all things truck related. And uh, hello, Mark. How you doing, Nick? Okay, sir. We have someone on the line. Here's Rich on WGN. Go ahead, Rich. Hey, how you 
you doing? All right. And my uh, joke is, uh, what do Mack trucks and uh, test two babies have in common? What? Either one or Peterbilt. All right. Thanks, Rich. You're welcome. All right. There you go. Rich is a... Uh... Drank some Henny Youngman juice this morning. Um, so, uh, Mark, I do have a couple of jokes here, because we always like to tell trucker okay. jokes. Right? All right. Uh, there, was man, there was a man driving down the road behind an 18-wheeler. At every stoplight, the trucker would get out of his cab, run back, and bang on the trailer door. After seeing this at several intersections in a row, the motorist followed him until he pulled into a parking lot. When they both had to come to, to the stop, the truck driver once again jumped out and started banging the trailer door. Uh, the motorist went up to him and said, uh, I don't mean to be nosy, but why do you keep banging on that door? To which the trucker replied, sorry, can't talk now. I have 20 tons of canaries and a 10-ton limit, so I have to keep half of them flying at all times. Oh! <laughs> oh! oh. Uh, all right. Oh, my God. Here's the next one. A trucker was hauling penguins. When a police officer pulls him over and says, what are you doing? You need to take those penguins to the zoo. Here are some directions. The next day, the officer sees the same trucker in the same truck hauling more penguins. The officer pulls him over and says, didn't I tell you to take these penguins to the zoo? The trucker replies, yeah, I did. It was a lot of fun. Today, I'm taking them to the movies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, uh, good trucker jokes, I'm telling you. All right, um, let's talk about um, the recall of uh, 160,000 Freightliner Cascadia trucks. What's what's uh, going on there with that recall? Yeah, that, that one's a little scary, but sometimes a lot of them are. It, it's basically a problem in a particular brake part, and it can cause the uh, release timing to react in such a way that when the automatic emergency braking system kicks in, it'll pull the thing to one side. And uh, so you really don't want a truck going where you don't want it to go. That's pretty serious. Um, And uh, so, yeah, they're they're going to be, as with all these recalls, offering a free fix. And I guess the recalls are going to begin August 30th. I would certainly be okay if they moved that up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um yeah this one's this one's pretty serious and um but as i said so many of them are i mean uh you know may cause the truck to not brake properly uh you know may uh cause the brake lights to react in such a way as to confuse other drivers there have been quite a few of them but i i think you know i think these days there's quite a few recalls on any kind of vehicle um, but I'd rather have them recalling them and fixing them and instead of just having the darn thing break. Yeah, yeah. How often are there recalls? Boy, for a while, it seemed like we had a new one every week, um, but they've slowed down a bit. I think we're down to about one maybe every month or so. Um, but if you look at the number of parts on a truck, you look at how many models of truck there are, at each of the major manufacturers, and how many manufacturers there are. That's a lot to go wrong. Yeah. Um, so I, I tend to give a lot of uh, leeway to the truck companies because they are trying to find these problems, and they are fixing them. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, <laughs> there's that old rule that the more complex a machine is, the more parts it has, the more things there are to break. And... Uh, 
you know, there's a lot of more parts on the truck now, especially the government has had all kinds of emissions requirements. It's caused a massive increase in emissions control systems. You've got all kinds of computers on there controlling different parts of the truck. It's an awful lot to go wrong. So something inevitably will. Okay. And if people, uh, you know, out there have questions, it's Daimler Trucks? Uh, Daimler. Daimler. Daimler, yeah. Okay. Daimler Trucks, and, they're, and they're, they have a customer service number. It's 800-547-0712, uh, and the recall number is FL85-855. Again, 800. Yeah, and we always have these on our website, uh, landline.media. Um, the folks that keep track of these do a very good job of finding them and getting them out there on the website. So mm-hmm. we kind of think with all the different manufacturers, maybe we can act as a central repository so people could just go in, search for the word recall, and see if anything that they own comes up. Okay. All right. And, again, all this information is available at landline.media. Um, so, uh, and it, the, 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 the recalls begin on August 30th. All right. Uh, how about the Tiger Truck Stops Animal Dynasty coming to an end, which is a piece that, <laughs> that you put together? Tell us about that. I, I love the Tiger Truck Stop. I really do. And this was actually an article by uh, Wendy Parker, who is just a hoot and a half, and she finds the most fun stuff. Uh, the Tiger Truck was Stop was called that because for years and years, the owner actually had a real live tiger in a cage at the truck stop. (laughs) And um, the animal rights people were just going nuts over it. And he was tangling with them and tangling with state officials for years. And and finally, Tony the Tiger, and that, yes, it was Tony the Tiger, finally passed on of old age. And this guy figures he hasn't gotten enough abuse yet, so he buys a camel. (laughs) A camel. And then what happens is got to be one of the most famous mishaps at a truck stop ever. There's this couple that pulls in, and their dog, which is stone-cold deaf, wanders off and wanders into the camel enclosure. (laughs) So apparently, uh, lacking a degree of brain power, they decide the best thing they can do is go into the enclosure with the wild animal to retrieve their unable-to-hear dog. And the camel reacts by sitting on the woman. (laughs) So she has a dromedary, a one-humped camel, sitting on top of her, and her response to get the camel to cease this activity is to bite it, I'm going to use the scientific term, in its testicles. Yes. You she know, uh, bit- Mark, we have, a, uh, we have a segment that we do on Friday mornings here called You Big Dummy, where we, we, where, where we read real news stories of real dumb people doing real dumb stuff. We covered that one. We covered that story on, on oh. You Big Dummy. And boy, is that appropriate for it. I, I, I would have thought of a lot of different things before I thought of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I've got a pen, like, stab it in the haunches, yell for help. Yeah. Um, anything <laughs> before that. And the poor camel. Yeah. I mean, I had sympathy pains for three days after that happened. <laughs> so the truck stop, the tiger truck stop, it's gone. Well, the truck stop is there, but yeah. uh, the gentleman who ran it, who had the animals, has left. Uh, the new owners sent all the animals off to a zoo where I suspect they'll be, well, honestly, better taken care of. Sure. 
and they're still running the truck stop, but they plan to tear down the current one and build a brand new facility. And it's got a few years on it. That's probably a good idea. But it it is a, a sad day when something that really has some weird character in this business. Uh, I mean, I suspect it's going to be a beautiful new clean truck stop. That's great for the truckers. But I'm sure there's some of them that are going to miss the idea of showing up at a truck stop and seeing a live tiger or a camel or whatever the next animal that man would have bought would have been. Yeah. It sounds like fun. Uh, and it was obviously very popular, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, people knew about the tiger truck stop. It was one of those um, that just... <laughs> How could you not know about that if you drive a truck? I mean, it's just too good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, All yeah. All right. All right. Well, Mark, always a uh, a pleasure to have you on. Um, and I know that you're 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 uh, working on uh, Landline now, always, and Landline dot media. And uh, we want to say thanks for what you do. We want to say thanks to the truckers out there. Absolutely. Thank you to all the folks behind the wheel. Stay safe out there. Okay, buddy. We'll talk to you in a month. Okay. Take care. There you go. Mark Reddig uh, is the host program director of Landline Now. Check out landline.media uh, to service all of your trucker needs and all of your trucker topics. 312-981-7200 is the phone number. So uh, tomorrow is Ugly Truck Day. So we're going to talk about uh, Ugly Truck Day and your ugliest car since we've been talking about vehicles. 312-981-7200 was the ugliest car you ever had. Uh, and we'll talk about that uh, after the news which is uh, coming up uh, right now.